Welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one overseer and one super mutant talk about video games. My name is Newman. I am the super mutant. Yes, you are. Uh, you, What's your name, though? You resemble a super mutant <laughs> more than me. I am Yusuf. Hello. Hello. How do I resemble the super mutant? Uh, personality <laughs> and facially. Yeah, maybe that really smart one that you could get on your side. Maybe that one, but no. not the usual anyway, ones. We are talking about Fallout 3. Yes, yes. Um, fabulous game. What can I say? Yeah. Wonderful game. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope you're well. Take care, everyone. Um, yeah, so Fallout 3 is our game of this week. Um, uh, one of my favorite games. Um, really love the setting of this game. Um, love the throwback to the 1950s. The gameplay, the mix of RPG with action elements, but... We'll get into all of that, um, sure. and I know that it has a lot of hardcore fans, but uh, before that, how are you? You suck. I am doing very well indeed. I am going to be returning to the Emerald Isle uh, tomorrow. Ah, so yeah. I'm Well, tomorrow when we're recording this, so I'm very mm-hmm. much looking forward to that. I'm going to have to, of course, quarantine and stay away, stay in, locked in for two weeks, but that's mm-hmm. fine. You do, we need to come home to look after some... Um, some issues, some uh, family issues. So I have to come home to do that, which I'm very excited to do it. I cannot wait for it. So I'm starting an early yeah. Christmas, basically. Um, yeah. yeah. That'd be lovely. How about you? I'll, I'll look at you through the through the glass and throw stones at the window at your bedroom. Is it, you're, so, you're so strict, you won't actually leave that room for two weeks. <laughs> um, I don't want to get people sick. I mean, I'm fine now because I haven't left, but, you know, I don't know what's I know, going I know. like going to the airport, going yeah. to, you know, because... Last yeah. time I did it, when I flew back to Ireland in the summer, when things were, were, were looking much better, it was like empty. Um, the mm-hmm. airplane was empty and it was lovely. It was great. And then when I came back to the UK, the flight was sold out, you know, so they're trying to do the social distancing and then they see you like arm to arm touching a stranger. And like, oh, okay. Oh, God. And then, you know, you get, and then we got on like the tube and there's people there not wearing masks and everything. And you're just like, oh God, you know, it's like, because everything else was fine, everything else was safe and, and whatever, and then you just don't know. But mm. anyway, um, mm. yeah, so I need to need to be safe about it. Yeah, well, you were safe last time, you'll be safe this time. So yeah, yeah. it'll be good. It'll be, it'll be good. It'll be all good. How are you anyway then? Um, I've been better, Yusuf, to be honest. Oh, no. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been extremely busy at work. Um, I forgot what my kids looked like by the end of the week. That's how, that's how busy I was. Um literally the only thing that lifted me was that Ghanaian uh, football presenter and uh, mispronouncing the names of the football teams. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I was literally like stressed out, looked at my phone and just was laughing at how you, particularly West Bromwich Albion. Um, really enjoyed that one. We should link it in actually. Yeah. I'll, I'll put in a little section of it here. Now, football. English, Premier League. Efton one. Manchester United three. 
Crystal Palace 4, Leeds United 1, Chelsea 4, the reason for United 1, West Bromwich, which nil, Tottenham Hotspur 1, Leeds City 1, I love I love how angry he is when he's saying the things as well. It's like, you know, when you're unsure of something, maybe you might just kind of mumble it or try and get it over quickly. He just gets angrier when he doesn't know how to say something. I and I don't understand like the pauses in his, you know, it's like, and now football. <laughs> you know it's like you know what else what is he waiting for and then um, you know even the ones he gets right are funny like have I done <laughs> I love African TV I love it I love it um, it's I just I don't know what is up with that guy I don't know he's the best guy they have for the job yeah well I think he's the best guy they have I must look into him and learn a bit more but um, yeah apart from that apart from work I don't have much to report been playing a little bit of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn nearly finished new? it now I think <laughs> yeah no nothing new there but I'm um, nearly finished that and uh, I'm, I'm just doing the main story now because I want to finish it now I'm playing it too long and I want to you know move on to maybe God of War or something so you shall see and you I was uh, so basically I've still been playing um, Shadow of War and I, I finally got into the Shadow of War well kind of have because I've been sort of doing everything doing a sort of completionist uh, run on it um, just mm-hmm. to really enjoy it because I do I do like this game a lot and you know I think you probably can rush through it pretty quickly if you want to but I want to you mm-hmm. know max out skills and get to enjoy it um, so I'm finally getting into part of that stuff where you, it seems like they are hinting at the building up of armies and everything, um, which I think is yeah. I, I I didn't think that worked for me. I didn't like that. I just thought it was more trouble than it was worth. Really, oh, it was. Right. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all for right. me. Well, I think this is part of the um, the original complaint with it was that people were saying, you know, you get like smashed up unless you basically pay to to do it. Like it, it is a bit of a grind. But I mean, I haven't got there and. From what I'm, as far as I'm aware, they have changed the way it works because of the mm-hmm. criticism. So uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Yeah, I'm still very much enjoying it. Where? Oh, sorry. So you haven't got to any, uh, you know, building up your army, taking over castles, yeah, kind of thing. No. 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 Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. So I'm still fairly. I think I'm fairly early on because it's, it's like just like three kind of story bits you're in, and in the first one, I think I'm like thirty percent through it, yeah. and then I don't know what the other two are. But anyway, okay, okay. Right. Um, right. Yeah, so I've been I've been doing that, and then I'm so annoyed because I still have Kingdom Hearts there three, which is I still haven't played that yet. So um, yeah, but I've been enjoying because I really, really enjoyed playing Doom recently, and then I'm enjoying playing this now too. So mm. not not a bad problem to have. No, absolutely not. I was still surprised by your high praise for Doom. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd mirror that, but to be honest, I haven't really played it, so we'll see. Uh, I, I thought it was really, really good fun. But I mean, it's because I'm shite at first-person shooters. You know, I'm really yeah. good at them. So, you know, maybe if you're more of a purist, it's not going to be your kind of thing. Um, sure. But I'm playing these because I'm not going to be playing a PlayStation 5 anytime soon. No, really? Why? Because they're really very difficult to get and they're sold out everywhere. Really? Okay. Yeah. Actually, I have some news on this. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, before we get into the news, though, we'd like to thank our Russian listeners... Yes, you, 
stereotypical Russian name now that I might say, but I won't say. Um, <laughs> thank you for making our podcast rank in your country's rankings. And also in the Irish video game rankings. So we thank you for that also, whoever you are, Irish people and Russian people. And uh, all our listeners all over the world, we are very thankful to you. So yes. thank you. Thank you very much. But, yeah, but um, yeah, so. I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. Do you know, before you get into news. Don't you point at to, me. <laughs> I came to the kitchen the other day and my lovely wife was listening to a motivational speech by who? Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? <laughs> yeah. God, he's been through it. Yeah, you know, there's, there's, you know, sometimes you look up something and then you kind of get these feeds into your like YouTube and like she keeps getting these like feeds about like Denzel Washington and you know celebrities who've like you know quote unquote made it. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, he had a good speech. I was like, oh, you know, he was saying, you know, when people said I couldn't do it, I said I could do it. When people said impossible, I said possible. <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying that uh sorry for my bad accent there people but um get to the chopper <laughs> any better why are you apologizing for your accent <laughs> in your head you're really planning to keep going <laughs> no it's just that line came into my head but um yeah apparently because <laughs> apparently he was saying this is interesting that people were saying oh he'll never get a job he can't get rid of his accent and then uh pe- people were also um saying he'll never something about his body anyway they were complaining about or something about his body that he was too chiseled or whatever yeah, and then big. he said when he yeah and then he said when I became Terminator who's the guy who made Terminator? Cameron, David Cameron? isn't it? Not David Cameron he's a <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron <laughs> that'd be a very different movie yeah uh, James Cameron um, said that uh, the fact that he had an accent made him more robotic to him but yeah you probably know? to a western ear yeah exactly and the fact that he had this like incredible body so you know so you know your weaknesses may just turn out to be your strengths people so you know dream big and listen to arnie's motivational speeches but uh yeah go on hit us hit us with your news i'm gonna go off (laughs) immediately on a a tangent when you were talking about being true and i remember there was a thing of another big hollywood muscle man of mr t and uh he's sort of this novelty (laughs) kind of thing he's someone who's been through it and like made himself so you know why he calls himself mr t no tell me it is mad so he, he legally changed his name to mr t because mm-hmm. he said that like as a black man in america he wasn't getting respect and stuff and he said that like his uncle uh, went and served in i think vietnam um and anyway, he served in, in the american military and stuff like that and he you know risked his life for it and everybody was still calling him boy and they used to call his dad boy and stuff like that and he said mm-hmm. that it's ridiculous that these things are happening and no but nobody's ever going to call him boy so he's going mm-hmm. to change his name to mister so he's going to get the respect that he deserved so he did it yeah it's not madness and yeah. uh, so all the jewelry stuff that he used to wear as well is he used to be a bouncer outside of a club and yeah when people would like lose it or they get into a fire or whatever and they drop it, he would wear it. That's why he wore so much <laughs> of it. It's like, it's ones that he like took off people who picked fights with him and you would wear it around his neck. So it's not even like, oh, I've got all this money and I'm going to spend it. It's you were being a dickhead <laughs> to me and I'm just going to rub this in your face now. I think being a bouncer in the States would be very different to being a bouncer here. You know, oh. over, over there, you'd imagine anyone could just put out a gun and be like, you know, good luck mate you know but yeah. um 
Does my yeah. head bleed anyway? <laughs> exactly, yeah. But um, fair play to you, Mr. T. Yeah. So You're a person here on mine. <laughs> All right. So a video game. Sorry about that. <laughs> Did you not hear his mother's song? What? Respect your mother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, go on. People don't want to listen to this. They want to listen to, the, to your news. Hit us. All right. Um, so anyway, the uh, next generation is finally reached Europe and other parts of the world. So the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S and X were released in the US uh, earlier on. And if only after reaching Europe uh, on Thursday of this week. It was a long flight. It was. It was. It took a while to stop over for customs and deal with a price hike, as they always do. Mm. Um, in, in midair yeah <laughs> the companies announced the price hike <laughs> anyway, go on. um so it's kind of so it's it's over here it's really hard for people to get uh to get out their hands on so first i'm gonna talk about some of you who have had it and uh i've heard a lot of good things about this haptic feedback in the playstation controller mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i think some people are worried is it's going to be a bit of a hype thing is people aren't going to really take it seriously and if you remember like the playstation 4 has like it's like flat button in the middle of it, which yep. very few games did actually use in a very, I guess, innovative way. And like I remember one thing that did it was at right at the end of the generation was in Last of Us Two when you can like strum it like a guitar. And I guess yeah. wow, that is cool. That is a crazy level of sensitivity. Whereas most games use it as like the map button. You know what I mean? Yeah, they never used it like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um right now it's very, very cool. Apparently it is just it works really, really well. Um, but people are worried that might be because it's on the Astros playroom thing, the kind of thing that the, comes with the PlayStation 5, that that is built for it and it's amazing. And it, it really does feel like a next generation experience and it doesn't feel like the old controllers do. Um, and it's going to be really cool. I also heard some of the things about like Demon Souls, like if you apply like a weapon effect, or like an elemental effect to your weapon, you know it, it feels different it makes sounds as if it's on fire and it's meant it's just meant to be really really cool so hopefully games do continue developing with that um yeah and they do keep it up apparently right now it's very impressive yeah yeah and i've heard that it's it also made some of the old generation i don't know scale up the right word but uh you know has definitely made it run whatever 60 frames per second yeah um, so um a lot of games that apparently look really beautiful on it now yeah, yeah. Ghost, of, Ghost of Shishima. So. I saw a lot of comparison videos where people were doing between the PlayStation Pro and PlayStation 5. And I don't have a PlayStation Pro. So I was thinking, this is great. Like, this is like a, a next level of smoothness and quality. It's going to be yeah. up again for me because I've been playing on, uh, you know, on the old school uh, PlayStation 4. So um, I'm looking forward to it. But very few people, well, not very few people, a lot of people have been struggling with trying to get it. Curry's PC World. Ooh, did you hear about their kerfuffle? I hate them. I hate them because of their price difference between the UK and Ireland is... Oh, I think I talked about it on a previous episode. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Well, they're after fecking it up again. So, Good. Actually, can I just say now, before the podcast goes to number one in all the countries you've mentioned, Curry's were not interested in marketing anything belonging to you. So don't even, don't even approach us. I will I will sell anything for the hint of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's you all over. I'll I'll sell out for a student discount in Curry's. <laughs> <laughs> the next next episode uh, next week's episode sponsored by Curry's. Anyway, um, but anyway, so they were supposed to be doing their kind of normal timing and it's available and you can buy it online and stuff like that. But they accidentally fecked it up 
and people were able to buy it earlier. So sometimes, you know, it's meant to come on sale like 8 a.m., whatever day. But a lot of websites, when these things happen, people can get it after midnight, just like, you know, the counter flicks over to the new day in the calendar and it's able to sell. But Curry's had sold out before it even went into the thing. So they cancelled all their orders for episode. Mm. People bought it and were like, oh, what the hell? You're cancelling it. And then they wouldn't sell any that day. Uh, yeah. So they were like, we're doing... Jackie, it. little freak! <laughs> so they were like, we're going to do it the next day. Because it's just, we, you know, we messed up. We promised a lot of stuff. When do we kind of start selling it again? So, um, yeah, you weren't able to get it. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I didn't even press anything. Sorry, go on. You did. I can see you pressing it. I know. I don't. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. <laughs> are you bored listening to me and you're pressing buttons? <laughs> no. So go on. What did they do? So they always, they stopped selling them on Thursday and they started selling them on Friday instead. Okay. All right. But I hope everyone uh, everyone got one. No, yeah. No, they didn't. I actually also saw some uh, Amazon stuff where... Uh, yeah. People ordered their PlayStation from Amazon and they went and they opened it up and inside they found a wide range of things, none of it being uh, the console. Some people got a George Foreman grill, a what air fryer, a 5 kg bag of rice. So they're kind of thinking, right, did somebody in the delivery company, did somebody in Amazon? Them. Yeah, they sought him to have swapped them out for other things. How disappointed would you be? And apparently there's um, this presenter who works for MTV who did like an unboxing video and they opened it up and it's like, this is an air fryer. <laughs> oh my God. That's, you just imagine the delivery, man. I think this is a PS5. Yeah, get the four kilogram bag of rice and stick yeah. it in. Yeah, <laughs> you gonna... That's it. That's what happened like. So awesome. uh, yeah. And like the thing is, I don't know if they're going to be able to track down exactly where that stuff happened but that person is like look i'm sorry amazon where is my console now and they're like we're sold out so mm. you know that those people might be waiting a while so i would be absolutely livid yeah but you could just bide your time eating rice until you got your next one i'm <laughs> sure amazon wouldn't want the bag of rice so you know you win-win really do you have a bit of patience i mean rice is good yeah rice is quite quite nice i saw this video that went a bit viral from this dude called uncle roger and he saw the way like a BBC chef was making, like a BBC cooking show was making rice. And he was like losing his head because he made rice the way I used to make it for years of you mm-hmm. pour the rice into a pot, you add the water and then you, whatever, then you cook it after whatever amount of time you put it through like a colander or a sieve or whatever. And you get the water out, you like drain it of the water. And he was just like, no, that's not how you do it. And I went and I looked at a lot of other videos of it. And it's like, you just, put in like a set amount of water for the type of rice you're using and then you don't take the lid off at any point and it just like cooks perfectly yeah and you don't stir it either yeah yeah i didn't know this till about a month ago yeah you put twice the amount of water in i think as the rice for basmati and that kind of stuff yeah it's i was i was yeah i used to do it the way you did it as well but uh, that reminds me i remember seeing the show before your man gordon ramsey yeah and uh he's a dickhead is he yeah i kind of like him I, like I don't mind about him doing that but like he when lockdowns started happening he immediately like sacked loads of his employees in, in his restaurants and it's just like he makes millions from doing road shows in america like uh-huh. he doesn't even do it from that stuff he can afford to pay his staff well he's not rich for nothing yusuf 
you know yeah well, yeah, well if, you, if you're rich from firing your staff then i think you're a dickhead <laughs> it's like a bill hicks or not bill hicks bill gates buying out a homer oh yeah like, buy him out boys <laughs> um but anyway yeah gordon Ramsay. i remember seeing he had this uh you know the way people make a pad thai and yeah. like you know as usual foods in the in asia are very different than they are here yeah. and like pad thai is different whatever and gordon Ramsay was in thailand and he like mixed up this pad thai or whatever and he was serving it to uh he was showing it to a chef like a thai chef or whatever and uh like he like he said oh, this is my quick uh you know uh, my quick version of the pad thai or whatever and he g- gave it to the chef to taste and chef taste and like you know what thai people are like you know they're always smiling and yeah. like you expect them and he's like and like the thai chef said to him what do you think i think of this like, <laughs> he's like i i i don't know he's like this not pad thai <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and he was he was he was really annoyed like you know it's like okay so be careful um, don't I mean, don't don't serve a thai man your pad thai all right pad thai and thai food in thailand is much tastier than it is you here yeah i miss thailand terribly yeah. i hate this not being able to travel but anyway yeah yeah that's it for my news. Have you got anything? You just missed out on the biggest news story this week, Yusuf. <gasps> I'm about to fill you in. You're now, you're now hereby fired from your news uh, privileges. <laughs> you got fired every week on this podcast. I do, yeah. And you, and you look for a new job every week as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I haven't found the right one yet. Um, right games and talking to you. Pick me up. I can do something for you. Anyway, uh, yeah, did you hear about the uh, Capcom data breach? Oh, we did hear about this, yes. Yeah, there was a huge data breach at uh, Capcom. Um, and they were, well, it kind of was like ransomware. Yeah. Uh, they wanted, I think it was $11 million for whatever they'd stolen. And originally Capcom announced that, uh, you know, oh, no personal data was uh, stolen. Then five days later, I think it was, they said, oh, it actually was. But um, listen, I don't like to profit off the back of uh, data leaks. Um, I think, you know, if people's personal data has leaked, that's terrible. But uh, we did get some juicy tidbits from what they did leak about uh, future plans for Capcom. So uh, a couple of things are out down here. So uh, in the files, they found something Resident Evil 4 for the Oculus. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know what that means or how they're going to make a VR or, or what they're going to do with it, but uh, I thought it was interesting. That's a weird one for Oculus, isn't it? Because, I mean, that was, yeah. the, that was the action-y Resident Evil. It's a weird one to make first person. Yeah, over shoulder. I don't know. I don't know what's going to be, but let's uh, let's wait and see. Um, that Ace Attorney 7 is in development. Oh, right. Yeah. That Resident Evil Village is pegged for an April release with an earlier demo uh, release on the cards. Right, right. And what else? That the Devil May Cry source 2 source code was uh, stolen. So people have that now. The, like the old one? Or, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Um, and there's a Switch game code named Guillotine, um, which no one knows anything about. And then there's also a multiplayer game in development called Shield, which is seen as kind of a Fortnite, uh, you know, battle royale shooter kind of game. So right, right. And there's a lot of other stuff, uh, but uh, those are a couple of the highlights I picked up on. I am. I've worked in because you know I work in film and TV. Um, I remember talking to a guy um, about a company that got a ransomware attack, um, Mm -hmm. and basically 
somebody came in, plugged in Tumstick into um, his machine and just went and somehow somebody just got swiped everything from the server and they were just like, you need to pay us like a million quid uh, or we're going to leak the film. Um, oh, God. Uh, I think they, I don't think they paid a million, but I think they did actually end up having to pay a certain amount. Just and did they get their movie back? Yeah, 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 yeah. They got they got it back, and mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, it wasn't uh, it wasn't released. Apparently, that's a, a common enough uh, thing where you know temp temp workers come in with whatever their data sticks and sticks some in, and you know, yeah, 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 do yeah. their evil their evil work, and then they'd be off with it. Well, the thing is, he wasn't planning to do it. Like the the, the guy who came with with the thumbstick, he just had a virus on his thumbstick. Ah, uh, no, he, he did. He so he said. I don't think he did. Well, see, because I mean, like, I'm never given the film, the whole film, to when I'm working on it. And if I did, mm. like, I mean, sometimes they're, they're just quite strict things. And it's just like, nobody wants a low res, very heavily watermarked, uh, with no audio uh, cut of a film to go in. You know, I don't think this is worth anything to anybody. So, no I, hearing, touching, smelling, <laughs> watching the film. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's like, although yeah. you know that happened with the um, the one of the Wolverine films, one of the solo ones, where it, remember it looked absolutely terrible. They're um, all terrible. Logan's very good. Yeah, it's okay. Um. Anyway, the so it, it kind of I mean like yeah, a lot of the standalone ones aren't good. One fucking will I am in it and stuff. <laughs> oh God, right. didn't even <laughs> but, know that. But uh, it got leaked, and um, it was it was leaked without the VFX. So they were like, "Look, we just we the longer we wait for this, the more people are going to just see it on this. So we just need to rush it out." And they just like go, "No, that's it. We don't have any more time. We also don't want to spend a huge amount of budget on this if it's going to be hit." And it just looked really bad because it was out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, protect your uh, your networks, people. Pay the right people the right price yep. for their services rendered. I concur. I concur. Um, do you have any more news or do you want to get into the world of Fallout um, I don't have any more news would you start um, looking out your window at your neighbours well I've noticed that people have uh, started putting up Christmas stuff already and I think it's a great idea you know there's an inflatable snowman on my road here um, it's great I really enjoy driving past it and I just want to say if people want to put up their uh, decorations early to make us forget the year that's been and look forward to a festive period of family and hopefully, hopefully, and all that stuff. Uh, go ahead. I'm going to be putting up my stuff soon. Not not this week, but next week maybe. So I must say, I am, I'm, su- I'm surprised when, you know, my opinion of you of a curm- curmudgeonly old man looking at your window at your neighbours, I was almost certain you were going to be complaining about, I don't know, some kids skateboarding or something. <laughs> No, they don't. There's no skateboarders here. They have their scooters. But I saw uh, a guy walking by there with, uh, you know, the Costa cup cups that are Christmas themed. Yeah. It just remind reminded me of it. So he's wearing an illuminous green jacket. I couldn't help but look. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> fall out. Tune in next week for more of what Newman's looking out through his window. <laughs> that can be a podcast. People think about it. <laughs> no, it can't. There might not be a lot going on, you know, for long stretches, but you know, it's all going to kick off soon. <laughs> it, it's it's like that channel Lin, Lin Ping Reality. Do you remember that one? No, what's that? Lin Ping Reality. It was this twenty four seven channel live channel that played 
footage from a panda enclosure in a Chinese zoo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just showing the pandas 24-7, <laughs> 365 days a year. And I would stick it on and know, geez, it's, it's all going to kick off here now <laughs> in a minute. So, um, I was going to say, there is this, ho- this hotel in Japan that you can stay in for like a yen, I think it is. And I think the catch to it is it's all being live streamed. So if you consent to the entire thing being put up on the internet, you just like sitting God. in a hotel, then you can stay there for basically nothing. As long as they don't have cameras in the toilets, I, I, I'd do that. I'd be up for that. No, I don't care. Wouldn't be comfortable at all. Horrible. I guess so, but like, who cares? I mean, I don't care. What if you become a uh, meme? Grumpy old man farts in his sleep. <laughs> True, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good point. I'm not staying at your hotel, people. So, um, oh. okay. Fallout, Fallout, uh, Fallout Three. Tell me, what is you? What is your memory or your general thoughts of Fallout? I think it is a wonderful game and a wonderful setting with a wonderful story, with really good. I wasn't going to say wonderful again, with really good uh, gameplay, really addictive gameplay. This was a game that I, when I played it, I would be like, oh, I'll just do one more quest. Oh, mm. I'll just do one more quest, and then like you know. It's like 1 a.m. and yeah. you know, you're still playing. Now, the, now 1 a.m. for me, people, is like 5 a.m. to the rest of you, just so you know. Even though I was literally cradling my son for two hours last night between the hours of 12 and 2 a.m. to get him to sleep. But generally, if I was naturally not looking after a one-year-old, I would be asleep by 10. So, you know. But yeah, be playing it for hours and hours and hours and uh really fun. I love the fifties theme and I, you know, to be honest, lockdown reminded me of this game at the start where there was no one on the streets and like it was like a post apocalyptic uh, world. Um but yeah, fabulous. Love it. Love it. What are your uh, memories? Um I love post apocalyptic games like this. I d I don't know what it is about it. Um I think it's it's just that sort of scavenger freedom of, of oh what's this and oh what's this and everywhere you go even if it's just sort of rubbish I don't know if it's some sort of hoarder element of me it's just like oh you know I'm just gonna take literally as much as I can carry and then it's like oh no and then I've like I've I've gone it where because you know in in the game if you get too you can pick up loads of stuff and as much resources as possible but if you pick up too much uh, you and you can't fast travel and you go, and have to like basically move slower. I've like slowly walked really far because I picked up too much of what I thought was valuable assets. Um, I, yeah, I just, I think the world is really good. And this kind of felt to me a bit of a, uh, I don't know, like a landmark for a next generation game because it, it just, things felt different. It was so open world. Um, it didn't feel like, it felt like there was more in every kind of section than in a Grand Theft Auto game, which was like another big sandbox kind of opening game. The fact that you could go into so many different areas and um, there just seemed like a load of variety. Yeah, yeah. And like, do you remember fighting the death claws? That was just like, yeah. oh, holy shit. Like, you know, they were just killing you all the time. And then I remember like, you know, the balls you would get when you picked up a bobblehead or something. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Oh, yes, a bobblehead. Like, you know, and um, I'll always really remember the start of this game when you're the baby. Yes. You know? And like you're crawling through the vault or whatever, and um, apparently there's YouTube videos of people completing the game as the baby. 
like they somehow found some glitch where they were able to get out of the vault as a baby and then play the whole game as a baby <laughs> crawling very slowly you know to different locations can you use bats as a baby <laughs> i don't know I, I can't remember it's been a while since i watched them but you know um, figure people to figure that kind of stuff out speaking of, of bats i think it's one of the best kind of modern implementations into a game i've ever played because yeah, I, yeah. as I said earlier, I'm shy at first-person shooters. I I I rather kind of RPGs, and I love that element of this of this game. And it's you know that almost like quite tactical of oh shit, here's a death claw coming to to me. I've got so many rounds I can shoot off. I may not be able to hit him properly to do damage, but maybe I can take his leg out if I aim at his leg. But you know, uh oh, it's a seventy mm-hmm. percent chance. Oh shit, it missed. Oh shit, it missed again. Oh no, now yeah. he's here. <laughs> And I'm decapitated. Um, I just think it's so much fun. Yeah. Sometimes it was so random as well. Like, you know, you'd be shooting and you'd be like, I haven't hit anything for like three days, you know. But um, yeah, and I still uh, was really well. Uh, a lot of people complained about like, you know, outside of VATS. Like, it, it, and it, I suppose it's not really meant to be a shooter, though. That's the thing. It's kind of more yeah. like a role playing game. And, you know, you're some people, oh, it's not, not compared to Call of Duty. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. You know, you get that kind of uh, dissenting voices, but um, yeah, really fun game. And like I said, I just love the fifties element. I love the fifties full stop. You know, really? I'm not one of these weird people. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You know, American diners and like old Fords, that kind of stuff. I like that kind of imagery. I love American Pickers. Did you ever watch that? No, I know of it, but I never watched it. Yeah, well, I, when I say love, I dislike them both pretty intensely because I just I don't like them um I I saw this one episode where they were like in some widow's house and she had these comic books he was like yeah I'll give you a 25 cent for for each one and it was like you know like she was uh, yeah they were like ripping her off but anyway and it's really interesting show because you see them going around to all these old houses in America and have like they have all this stuff like all these hoarders of all this really interesting stuff and I love uh I love like not pop art and stuff like from that that period i don't know it's really um it's like a it's a real theme you know what i mean and i just thought it was really great for them to implement this theme but uh do you want to take us through the development yes i will do um so this is uh fallout 3 we're talking about and it is a from the fallout series and as you were saying and i think you're completely right that it's not really a shooter um so this was uh, out on the playstation 3 and the 360 and also on you know, uh, different PCs and Windows and whatever um, machines. It came out in 2008. But before that, the previous two games that came out, they were uh, PC games only. And mm-hmm. they weren't like a sort of first person thing. It was like a top down, sort of like team hospital kind of looking thing. But clearly a very different, you know, style and aesthetic to it. Um, where it was way more of like a point and click kind of game. You could still fight and do all that, but it didn't look anything like this one. And um, see, Fallout Tree had a bit of a bumpy development cycle. Have you ever heard of Van Buren? No. Who who developed the game, Yusuf? Oh, sorry. Bethesda. Well, this is part of it. Bethesda developed the game. Uh, okay, go on. Yeah. So who's Van Buren? I was almost certain you were going to talk about Reginald Van Buren from Keenan <laughs> and Kel. Well, I just gave you a Keenan and Kel line there that you didn't recognize. What is the name of the film, the name of the book? What's that, King the Cat? When he's given the book report, he's like a fan, a, a fan oh, book, yeah. if you will. 
<laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Cal's asking him the worst question. Yeah, what is the name of the book? <laughs> oh, I need to watch that again. That's so funny. Anyway, go on. Anyway, sorry. So the thing is, Van Buren is the code name that this game was called, right? Because <laughs> the first two Fallout games were developed by Black Isle Studios, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which had its parent company, which is called Interplay. And Interplay went bankrupt. And in doing mm-hmm. so, they sold off uh, the rights of Fallout to Bethesda. So Bethesda ended mm-hmm. up taking it up. So they'd already started doing a bit of stuff, but um, when Bethesda got it, they got it completely new. However, did you ever play New Vegas? Yeah, I, I wasn't crazy about it. Well, everyone loves it. Everyone I know, they, well, I was talking to a guy just last night and he was saying that he thinks New Vegas, uh, Fallout New Vegas, by the way, which is another Fallout game um, that came out after Fallout 3. Was is possibly his favorite game of all time, and he loved it wow. because you could just you could work for like the bad guys. He just thought that it was such this unique thing where not you know like a Jedi game where it's like oh I'm working for the Sith and you're clearly kind of evil or whatever. You do similar things, but you can do it for the bad guys as if you could for the good guys. You just had that freedom of no, I'm gonna rob the good guys now. I'm gonna yeah, sell this yeah. or whatever you know, and that was quite a cool thing. So anyway. Van Buren, which was the original failed uh, code name for what was going to originally be Fallout 3, went up to become Fallout New Vegas when uh, they set up the new studio that was called Obsidian, which Mm -hmm. now is owned by Microsoft. And because Microsoft has bought Bethesda, they believe that they could get another development of this. But... um, it still is a bit confusing. We can see what happens with it because, you know, Bethesda, they do own the rights for it still. Mm, okay. So, okay. Again. so, um, so maybe a closer kind of version of what was originally going to be Fallout would have been in New Vegas, um, which would have been the same kind of developers, which I know some people, they don't like when it went to Fallout 3. They don't like Fallout 4. They think that when it went away from the old style, it was just a completely different game. And I mean, it was a different game, but, I never played the first What's two Fallout. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you get it. You get why fat series, uh, people who love the series are disappointed if a game's different. Like you were with, mm. you know, Final Fantasy games when you thought they'd become more action-y. I wasn't uh, disappointed with the action-y element of it. I was disappointed with the story and like the characters, mm. you know, but yeah. No, I but yeah, no, I understand. But Fallout 3 is a great game. Yeah, I, I love it. I love Fallout 3 <clears> as well. I might love Fallout 4 more than Fallout 3 just because a lot of people got sick of it but I just thought it was so much fun is Fallout 4 New Vegas no Fallout 3 New Vegas is the add-on is it yeah it's not an add-on it's like it's its own completely own game yeah but it felt like an add-on didn't it it kind of yeah it sort of has a bit of that feel even though it was a different company just because um it also had like the VAT system and everything like that and Mm. Fallout 3 kind of showed up and it was like we're going to be the first representation of the full-on suit and everything and the wasteland and all the, you know, the raiders and, and the super mutants that most people saw. So a lot of people were like, oh, this is like a different, it's kind of a different take of Fallout Tree. But yeah, it came out afterward and it did definitely keep a lot of the similar fields that Fallout Tree took. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I played 4 as well. I really like that. I remember that now. But I, I when I played New Vegas, I always remembered it having felt like I wouldn't say rushed, but it was kind of like it wasn't as thick with content in the same way. Like I felt the story 
was uh, was more part of the game in Fallout Three. You know, it was uh, right, right. like like you know, it was more from beginning to end. They had a, a better story for me, but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, I think some people they, they think uh, New Vegas takes itself a little bit more. It uh, doesn't take itself as seriously. It has a bit more fun with yeah, it. Yeah, um, definitely. I, yeah, I just think they're really. I just I just love the kind of exploring. So this game, it came out in two thousand eight, as I said. When they started work on it, it was two thousand and four. So it was a lot of time went into this game. Do you have a guess at how many possible endings there are because of all the freedom you have? Six. Two hundred. Wow. Yeah. This is uh, this is like you know what this reminds you of. Remember, like Star Ocean, Star Ocean. the second story, yeah. like two hundred and fifty different endings. It's like yeah, but you just cut a second out of the other ending. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't make it another ending, you know. But yeah. Basically, instead of like you know what, because you could have like nine characters but you could only pick like six from it it was just like oh well you know uh, it's nine multiplied by nine depending on who you have it there's your 89 possible endings of like well yeah, yeah. i guess <laughs> it's like then you probably have endings like i need to go now my planet needs me <laughs> that was literally one of the endings do you, do you forget star ocean <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um spoilers for star ocean second story <laughs> yeah apologies yeah um or that game took like 200 hours to finish as well it's like who's gonna go again to get those many different endings i know i just you know for sure there's somebody still out there playing that game <laughs> great game i love my game yeah it's fabulous i didn't like claude's hair though claude claude why because it was blondie yeah it was too much like your man nick is it from backstreet boys oh <laughs> kind of curtain like it <laughs> like... yeah exactly curtainy yeah. Um, anyway, so back to it. So yeah, over 200 different endings. And this game, one thing I remember about it was how feckin' massive it was. When they made the map, right? So it's set in Washington. And they wanted to fully recreate Washington, but they couldn't. So they did about half the size of Washington, which is still huge. Absolutely massive mm-hmm. game. Um, and they wanted, because there's a president who's speaking in this, they wanted Bill Clinton to be the voice of the president. Just ruined one of my quiz questions. Thank you so much again. Good, 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 good. Stop taking your quiz questions from like the first <laughs> area of like trivia. Uh, anyway, so when you're playing this game, did you think it sounded a bit like Liam Neeson chasing a lot of hens around the barrel? What? <laughs> it's got, yeah, like Liam Neeson chasing a lot of hens around in the barrel. I don't know what you mean. It's a father to hen reference when you're talking about the beast. Like he's got four arses and he's got magnets on his tail. All right, okay. And it sounds like Liam Neeson. <laughs> because the dad of this game is voiced by Liam Neeson. Do you know what? I I thought it was your man from Jurassic Park. Sam Neill? Yeah, thought it was him. He's from New Zealand and he's got his Irish accent in this game. So what if he's from New Zealand? What does that have to do with anything? Because the guy's got an Irish accent and it's in. Yeah, but Sam Neill's an actor. What, you don't think he can do an Irish accent? No, but the person doing this wasn't putting on an accent. It was actually Liam Neeson. I don't know. Uh, speaking of Irish accents, your one Emily Blunt's been getting some stick there for the movie she did recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? What was it called? Something Mountains? I don't know. And then so did your man, Jamie Dornan or whatever. Yeah. And I he's... never knew who he was Irish. Yeah, he's from Northern Ireland, which is mad yeah. because he can't seem to do an Irish accent. But you know, know. like Aidan Gillen can't do an Irish accent and he's Irish. Aidan Gillen. He's from Game of Thrones. Never watched it, so. 
good God. Uh, he was in that Charlie Hockey thing. He talks a bit like this. Anyway, everybody else knows <laughs> to Aiden Gilmour. Okay. I do enjoy Charlie Hockey's name because you can go, Hockey! I'm sorry, listeners. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I can't take anything seriously. Sorry, go ahead. This is is my life with Newman as my brother in a nutshell. Just odd (laughs) noises sometimes will come from him. And he thinks it's so funny. Whenever you're watching a football game and a goalkeeper is going to kick out the ball, he will go every time he runs and kicks the ball. (laughs) Every single time. And then when someone lands on someone's head, I go. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, that, that there's, there definitely has to be something there I can monetize. I just don't know how to do it yet. Yeah, if people pay you to stop, I think is the only way you can monetize. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Okay. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Leave me um, some, yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of uh, the the development of it. It was going to originally be done by what is now Obsidian Entertainment. Um, they didn't do it. Bethesda got it. I think Obsidian were a little bit annoyed because it was their baby. They they, they created it, you know. Uh, I think they did a really good job, and and the scale of this game uh, was mm. brilliant. And considering it, you know, it could have just fallen through the cracks and never came out again, you know, once they went back up. But uh, you know, thank God that Bethesda bought it and has made it you know, a couple of different versions of this now. Although I've never played Fallout 76 and I have no interest in doing it because I feel like it's taken away what yeah. I like about Fallout games. Exactly. The isolation and like, you know, the the, the, the wasteland and like, you know, post-apocalyptic stuff. I suppose that's kind of one of the, the draws or attraction of these kind of games that you do feel like, like you're one of the last people on earth and yeah. like the world that was built up for all these people is now just eligible for you to go around and explore and like, you know, go into houses and old cars and stuff like that you know it's uh, i love that that you're just you know you'd be going through you'd be walking around to like a wasteland and then oh there's some raiders and they're just like really aggressive and then there's some people that have been affected by uh they've been mutated and everything the super mutants you have to deal with them and then some other people who are damaged by radiation in different ways it's just really interesting take yeah exactly it's really interesting take on how the, the the world could be affected and how some societies have developed and you know it's a bit like a cowboy mm. town some of them and uh yeah. it's just um, really really good really cool yeah i loved how you your currency was like bottle caps yeah that's really cool you know which would kind of make sense i guess you know if you're you know you have to get some sort of resource that isn't limitless mm-hmm. you know um so anyway and i like love that paper money basically is only valuable as uh, like a paper for, you know, it using it as a resource like that, which I think is so cool. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, true. You see a load of cash on the ground, you're like, ooh, I can buy stuff with this. Like, no, you can't, but you can use the paper to like, you know. Yeah, remember. exactly. Exactly. Great idea. That's really cool. Actually, do you want to talk a bit about the, you know, maybe the gameplay or the story just to give an idea of what this game is? Um, yeah, so the gameplay is that it's basically like we were saying, it's a role-playing game where you play a um, survivor um, who comes out of this vault. You grew up in the vault. You've never been out, so you don't know much about the world outside. You come out and, you you know, you realize that this is a post-apocalyptic world, you know, and um, 
it's dangerous and you're basically going around exploring it you like so you have a suit on you. you you always have to kind of be wary of radiation as well so you have radiation meters and you can get radiation poisoning um you have your you have your guns you can get melee melee weapons is it melee or melee 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 and um then you have the vats uh you know a targeting system which basically lets you target any part of the body and you basically it needs to build back up again so you might get two shots in this mode before you have to go to just your straight out shooting or you know hitting um you yeah so you're basically exploring this wasteland you know so that's i mean it's it's a simple premise but it, it works and mm. um the story I didn't research it. <laughs> Good God. The story is that you're looking for your father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I said that. I think it's like, you know, as I, I was just saying that I do think it's interesting how they do show you different worlds. And I think for me, this and like Fire 4 gets it right. Because I think sometimes when you've got these open world games where you can go absolutely anywhere, you can go anything and, you know, you can decide how you're going to deal with those situations. If you're going to be aggressive, if you're going to be nice, if you're going to help them out, or, you know, sometimes you get to a place and there'll be two different people wanting you to do two different things, like two different sides and you have mm. to pick which one you want to do. And I think they get that right of going, no, actually this is fun rather than sometimes where a game goes, okay, yeah, I know you have a lot of fun running around doing whatever you want to do, but now you got to follow the storyline. I yeah. love that this goes, you know, it's because you stumble upon these things and I think yeah. it feels more organic because you just, don't ever have to go into that town you sure. don't you could just go in and shoot the first person you see in that town who's mm-hmm. meant to give you all the quests and then that, that you know that'll be closed off to you but mm-hmm. you know you can do that if you want to and I, I love that it's you know you can do part of it you can get bored and you go like i'm just gonna cheese it from now on you know what i mean i'm gonna break open this safe rob it and just run away from this town and never come back again and then they'll yeah. be hostile to you forever you know and it's yeah yeah very yeah. cool I like the thing for me that was like the most attractive for this is like the sense of isolation, but also the fact, the exploration element of it, you know, you actually don't know what, 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 you know, what is where, or you don't know, like what, you know, <laughs> struggling for how to explain myself here. You just said the word what again. And again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you basically, you know, you're exploring this wasteland and like, you might come across something and like, Oh, what's that? And like you go on and it might be, you know, it could be someone's old shelter. It could be a village. It could be something underground. It could be, you know, an old uh, Nuka-Cola factory. It could be, you know, a wep- an old supermarket, you know, and it could be a super mutant's hideout. You know, it was just like the, the exploration element of it. Like you come across something and like you might be just about to save and then you kind of see something like, oh, what's that? Like yes. then you just go, you'll go in and like, you know, you'll try and, you know, get your way through it. Um, so, yeah, it was, I remember one particular like remember when you go into the hospital and it's full of like super mutants and it's like dark you can't see anything really and it's just like yeah. these huge super mutants everywhere but um yeah I, I i love that like that that whole element of it you know because you like it didn't hold your hand and all you could do the main story of course but uh you're free to, to wander the whole map you know uh, from the beginning which uh which is really i, I love those kind of games so yeah i, I remember this is in Fallout 4 but I remember just going around and you just see a plane that crashed and it's just like this interesting idea of you know what did happen what was the world when this nuclear attack happened with what happened to a plane that was in the air and this plane crashed and you can go through the luggage and everything and you know you know it's just all the other little elements that you would expect to be there and you just think 
how long did it take to build all these assets? I know. It's just, you know, you know, like sometimes a game will just kind of go, okay, well, look, here's a chest. So it doesn't matter where you are or what things look like. Here's just a treasure chest and this is where your items are kept in these sort of things or copy and pasted the same, uh, you know, chest of drawers, like in Breath of Fire that you go through. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. A normal like wooden chest of drawers will contain items. Um, whereas in this one, it's if you're in a kind of military thing, it'll be like a little footlocker is where your stuff will be. If it's in a yeah. hospital, it'll be like a medicine cabinet. If you're in a school, it'll be a locker. And it's just these things are so unique and it just feels real. Yeah. And the, the perk system was really good in this as well. Like the stuff that you could learn and the upgrades and like this, this game also had a, a moral system. Mm. you know where you could do the right thing um you could be good or you could like start stealing from people and you know just be aggressive and start shooting people you know so it was you know, then you had decisions that you had to make and i, I do remember like sometimes struggling with decisions mm. remember like there's one stage you can actually blow up megaton yes 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 and like it's just gonna be it's just blown up then like you know so it's um you know it does definitely gives you like so many options it doesn't hold your hand and it, it allows you to go about the game i think this is one of the first games that i remember playing i'm sure there was others before it where you had that kind of choice and it felt real you know you could do the right thing or the wrong thing and like you know it did affect the game and affect the way yeah. you go and all that stuff um one part i really loved about this game and i just remember there was uh do you remember the part where you can go into the vr and like you're in 1950s America and black and yeah. white and stuff, you know, it was um, like a love, love. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, really cool. Um, I'm not really a fan of like the 1950s take. I think it's, I like that I had sort of unique aesthetic, but I don't know. I just think of Eddie Rockets, which is an Irish fast food place. That's just, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. Like it looks, it has its own look and I, and I appreciate that how much you can have a style and look in a certain way. But um, I just think it's just a bit meh. I'm not, you know, I don't really care for the music. I don't really care for. I like it. I, I like it. Now I'm not crazy about it. There's still people who still go around with like fifties hairstyles and stuff. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy, even though some of them look good, but um, like, you know, you know, like stuff that you got then, like back in that day, like gadgets, like x-ray glasses, which with the newspaper, like, you know, like, you yeah. know, stuff like it'll cure you of everything. I love that kind of like, you know, wacky, you know, stuff. So yeah, like the idea of like a jetpack and stuff from like a night. Exactly. You, yeah, I know what you mean. Exactly. You know, okay. so I enjoy that. But um, do you yeah. want to go for the music actually then if you're talking about 1950? Yeah, I will. Um, now the music was done. Give me a second here now. Minus deductions. So, uh, Inan Zur did the music. Now, that's not some kind of, uh, you know, sketchy uh, posting board where you can talk about, you know, far-right stuff or, you know. <laughs> it sounds like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Is it Inan Zur? It sounds like an alien. That's true, actually. Yeah. An alien is trying to come to Earth to get his uh, the best cup of coffee he can find. But um, yeah, so not only did he do the music, but um, it, there was also a lot of music from the 50s and stuff. Um, yeah. So I got kind of got a mix of a couple of them. So the first song I'm going to play that everyone will know quite well will be um, the main theme. So here we go. <laughs>
Well, what do you think of that? <laughs> it sounds like the music they would have while they're revealing Captain America's suit. Yeah. I, that, that's, yeah, it's not great. And I'm going to read a little bit about Eno and Zara, actually. Uh, Zara's compositions frequently are focused on full orchestras, choirs, and in some games like The Prince of Persia. And, we sh- and I should say he does a huge amount of video games. He's on a huge amount of video games. Uh, ethnic instruments like the Arabic flutes and the woodwind duduk. Great name. He has often collaborated. <laughs> He's often collaborated with the Northwest Sinfonia Orchestra from Seattle, though he has on occasion used other orchestras. Whenever Zer works the real orchestra, he always conducts it himself. He's named some of his musical influences as, class, uh, as classical artists, such as Sergei Prokofiev, Igor Stratinsky, Stratinsky, and Beethoven. Uh, movie composers like John Williams, Jerry Goldsmith, and jazz artists like George Gershwin and Henry McFeeney. Um, while he would one day like to compose a music not intended to be part of a larger piece of media, he finds that the pressure of a deadline and the feedback from the developers are cruci- crucial in the development process. He feels that his music sounds best when it is in the context given by the media it was made for, though he feels that performances of this music uh, by itself transforms it from just a soundtrack to an art form of its own. Yeah. Okay, if your music was better, I could buy more of that. But um, main theme was. Okay, poor fellow. Look, it's okay. All right, it's okay. Yeah. Most of this music is like, um, you know, Mammy, how I love you, how I love you down by the swanee. So, um, which we we should uh, say it's it's because the idea is this will happen if a nuclear attack happened in the nineteen fifties. So. That's yeah, I, that'd be a good thing to, to mention. Yeah, you find all um, like radios and stuff which are playing like looped tracks and stuff. Exactly. So the second song I have is I'm Tickled Pink by Jack Scheindlin. Uh, not to be confused with uh, our friend um, Judge Judith Scheindlin, who's also part of the show, as we know. Um, so here we go. <laughs> I'm tickled pink, that things are rosy, and skies are blue once again. Let the bygones go bye-bye, no more will I sigh or cry. I'm tickled pink, the moon is yellow, and I'm your fellow. Soon we'll greet that red letter day When I will pop the question and you say okay say <laughs> What's the make of that? It's so wholesome, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I love that. I love that. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Okay, so the next uh, song is rhythm for you who does this one uh eddie christiani and franz pop tie pop tie <laughs> yeah great name <laughs>
wise guy, huh? I like that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, actually, when I was looking at some of the comments in the YouTube videos of these songs, um, people were saying stuff like, you have no idea how many heads are blown off to this song. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah it's such a, a hilarious kind of mix in this game like you know that you have those 50s music and just the world that's set it's set in yeah, yeah so um it's great uh okay so the last song i have is which one was that oh yeah way back home by bob crosby and the bobcats <laughs> okay so yeah here we go dustiest the winds are the gustiest the gates are the rustiest the pies are the crustiest the songs the lustiest the friends the trustiest way back home back home the trees are the sappiest the days are the nappiest the dogs are the yappiest the kids are the scrappiest the jokes the snappiest the folks the happiest way back home. <laughs> I can see you enjoyed that one, Yusuf. The parks are the crustiest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. That sounds like if somebody which pushed, was pushed out on stage and was like, sing for the people. And it's someone, this guy's like, I, I don't know what to sing. And just started, you know... It's just repeating different things. It's just a shite song. <laughs> Blow them kisses. Oh, God. Something, something, Bert Ward. <laughs> this song writes itself. <laughs> this yeah, so. bird's gonna fly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's it for the music. Um, before I get to reviews, do you have anything? I do have a couple of things. So there was a bit of controversy with this game. So in the original one, uh, as in, sorry, in one and two, there was different things you could take. So if you were hurt, you would take morphine to, you know, heal yourself back up. Um, and you could also take different drugs that would kind of make you, um, it would give you different effects depending on, on what story. Sometimes it would help you with radiation. Sometimes it would make you faster or whatever. Um so because you could get addicted by taking too many of both of those things, they seem to really upset some sensor boards, particularly in Australia. And I don't understand it. They got really annoyed that you could get addicted to drugs. But I would have thought this was pointing out, you know, is that not a good thing to kind of go, actually, you can't, if you do just keep on putting drugs and morphine into your system, there can be a negative effect of it. Maybe they're looking at it from the perspective of the new kids would be playing this game. I don't know. I don't know. It's a bit weird. So anyway, because of that, they had to change the name of it. So morphine became Medex, mm-hmm. and uh, drugs became Chems. So you could still become addicted to them, but they were just trying to sort of differentiate it. But I don't know. It just like it's a pretty grim sort of world. I think the idea of like there was a other there is a, an element in these games of people being addicted to Chems and being addicted to different things because that's how they True. they cope with different issues. So that got a that got a bit of attention for it. Um, and something else which was really weird, which was there was an episode of Ellen that was on, right? And Matthew, Matthew Perry came onto it. And he gave her a copy of Fallout 3. And he mm. said that he was playing this game so much she like hurt his hand because he mm. just would not stop playing it. Then they saw this 
and then they hired him to do a voice in New Vegas. You've gone and ruined my second quiz question, haven't you? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think you're going to win this one anyway. No, because you just make up more questions about obscure countries no than I've left. Anyway, go on, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, I think that's so weird that, I don't know, maybe he did really just love it, and but it's just weird that he wasn't paid for it, but he still decided just to bring on a game and be like, I played this so much, it hurt my hand. Maybe, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe he is quite good friends with her and it was like a genuine thing. But uh, yeah, I thought that was quite weird, but it's quite cool that he got work out of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I, he was in Las, in New Vegas, right? Yeah, New Vegas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that's sort of it from my end. Okay, well, then let's get to the... Okay, so a couple of reviews. Ooh. First one. I don't understand all the great reviews for this game. Sure, it may have a great story in there somewhere and gives you huge amounts of freedom. So, what? okay, he has a problem after that point. But the AI is terrible and the actual gameplay and the fighting is poor in comparison to straight out fps games like call of duty 4 oh my god there we go exactly the point you said earlier <laughs> and as for the graphics uh, they are good in places but in third person mode it looks like your character is not really in the world at all in the first person view the guns look terrible and the monsters you fight just look like old gen characters and their ai is on par with games such as juice x which was a great game in its day but doesn't match up to say Gears of War, Call of Duty. Very disappointing. <laughs> All right. All right. Very good. What did he give it? Uh, a zero. Go ahead. Uh, next one. What an absolute piece of crap. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care what the rest of you think. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> if you played the first Fallout and the second one, you would understand what I mean. Oh. Bethesda, I hate you guys. Every game that you have ever made, I have disliked heavily. Oblivion, garbage. Morrowind, garbage. And yet we get this game, Oblivion with guns. Could you not have fixed the engine and made it so it wasn't so much like Oblivion? No, you can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't express how mad I am at this game. I got 10 hours in, and in the very first game that I've ever taken back and sold, I hated it. Graphics are okay, nothing special. Gameplay was oblivion with guns, and traveling was stupid. Overall, I still stand by my disgust with you, Bethesda. <laughs> I spelled it wrong. <laughs> I hope somebody burns your company's building down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we don't have to see you wreck another game franchise. You're the ooey ball of video games. I don't know who that is, but Anyway. I don't know what that is. Um, I would just like to bring attention to the wonderful uh, bit of personality and drama you're putting into these reviews, Newman, and I think you deserve some credit for it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, last review. Blah! <laughs> Slow movement, clunky interface, feels like a game out of the past. 
I couldn't handle how slow it moved. The story, the action, the movement. It's simply plodding along like a hulk of a game, like most Bethesda games. Could not recommend. Even if you have hundreds of hours on your hand. <laughs> they would be better spent playing several different video games. <laughs> than this bloated fat man of a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A bloated fat man of a game it is, so yeah. <laughs> These people didn't like this game, so you know, uh, there mm-hmm. there's something about this game where I was looking up at like the average sort of completion time of it. And I think if you just do the main stories, it's like twenty-four hours. If you try to do like the completionist thing of it, it's like a hundred and sixty hours. And it's not like one of those games where you finish it and then you restart on different difficulty and then that's like it completing because you choose different paths. It's just, if you want to just kind of get lost in this world, you can. And I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your rating? I'm going to give it a good 8.5. I'm going to give it 8.9. Oh. See, I think it's really good, but I do... I don't know if it just got me at like the right point, but I, I prefer uh, Fallout 4. And I think mm. because of that, and it made some fair because I came out afterward, it's built on the foundation of this game. But um, mm. I just think it does it, uh, it, it does it better, has some nicer things introduced. Yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, yeah, as you say, it was a later release. So, um, yeah, should we get to the quiz? Bring it on. That you've ruined. Okay, so uh, let me see. Your might. That place is crawling with crackheads and debutantes. <laughs> debutantes. I know. It's funny we were talking about the addiction in this game. Okay, so my first question that I'm going to have to fly because you ruined it for me. Good. Uh, if you remember, you said at the start of this game, there is a reference from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> what Bible verse precisely? Oh my god. <laughs> uh something from the book of Revelations, something by the end of days. Yeah, but what verse is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now twenty one six, come on, everyone knows that. Was it from the book of Revelations? It was, yeah. Oh it's my god. Revelations. Oh, wow. It's Revelation singular, Sorry. just so you know. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, so you got that one wrong. That's the one I had to make up on the fly. But anyway, uh, so question number two. What was the rumored reason for this game not being released in India at all? <gasps> the Look at you, you're fuming because I know. <laughs> um, because of their... There's these sort of mutated two-headed cows, which are called Brahma, which is a sort of a Indian deity. Yes. Well done. You haven't heard that sound in a while, have you? Shut up. <laughs> um, okay, so now since you took my other two ones. All right, so since you know everything, you said that Bill Clinton was the name, was the guy who was going to voice the president. What was the name of the president in this oh, game? Oh, God. 
President Johnson. <laughs> I'm afraid not. It's uh, uh, <laughs> John Henry Eden. Oh, I should have got... Well, no. I was going to get it. <laughs> I would have gotten John Henry anyway, right? So, That's what um, I was thinking of. But I mean, still, I'm not going to make that connection. <laughs> okay, so let me see. Um, ba, 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 ba. <sighs> All right, what's the name of the cockroaches in this game? <gasps> Rad roaches. Okay. Yes. Now... As you ruined two of my bonus questions or two of my main questions, it means I I'll win. Still, I'll still let you win if you win the bonus question. So oh, here we go. That was the bonus. You'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done. Actually, that clip is from a Fallout game, by the way, just so you know. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> what is Mickey Mouse's middle name? <sighs> 50s, you know? Figured he fit into that kind of theme. Steamboat Mickey. Marcus. Mickey Marcus Mouse. I thought it would be alliteration. I don't know. No, it's Theodore. For God's sake. So I'm sorry you you didn't uh, you didn't uh, you steam a good ham you didn't steam a good ham this week I'm afraid so I think I should get the points for knowing the answers even before you asked the question. No, I wasn't able to put the proper research into do quiz questions this week because my job has been so busy. So you know, well, if people want a better quality podcast, give me a job. <laughs> Or come and do it in place of Newman. Any uh, any openings are here. So exactly. And listen, <clears throat> unfortunately, um, test your might. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pressed the wrong button there. Obviously. Um, why did I link that to the Q button? That makes absolutely no sense. All right, so here we go. I'm speaking, and I asked you a question. That's going to be linked to the Q key next week. Um, yeah, I do, can, we don't. If you can remember five buttons, then you can take over Newman's place on this show. <laughs> True, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, we don't have any questions this week. Not even any spam. So, oh. send a question, please. Help me out, guys. Um, yeah, so no questions this week. But uh, as always, we thank you very much for listening. And exciting that Yusuf's here. So. As he's quarantining next week, I guess he won't be in the same place. But, um, you know, in two weeks' time, we will be, God willing. So um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, as always. We love each and every last one of you. Um, if you have any questions, Yusuf, hit them. Press the action button pod at gmail.com. Yes. And if you could rate us, if you could subscribe, if you could share the podcast, whatever you got to do to help us out you know do it so please, thank you please and thank you very much those who've already done it uh, it really does bring a smile to this little boy's face so thank you very much and mm-hmm. uh, what ends with a bit of bit of trivia for you me yeah don't worry it's not a question oh, look at you you're terrified um so you know the little fella that is on he's in that kind of 1950s art style which they use in a trailer game a lot and he's got the blonde yeah. hair and he goes the big he does a big thumbs up quite often yeah. 
he's not it. doing a thumbs up as in everything is okay. He's got one eye closed. And what he's doing is a security thing they told them, they told people in the 50s of, if you are this far from an explosion, a mushroom cloud, and if your mm. thumb at the length of your arm is bigger than the explosion, it was saying you're in a safe radius. But if it was smaller, wow. then you're in a dangerous radius. So that's actually what he's doing Crazy. in the thing, which is just wow. like this game in a nutshell, taking like that those old ideas, those kind of 1950s ideas and that quite creepy sort of, here's what you do with an explosion kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get under your, being cheery. Yeah, get under your desk if there's going to be a, you know, a nuclear explosion. It's like, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Um, and I remember seeing some stuff like from quote-unquote uh, YouTube uh, influencers and they get like, special versions of this game that come in like these huge crates that look like they're you know you yeah. know, really old covered in dust and stuff you know i love that all that kind of stuff it's so cool, that is cool. That is okay. cool. if anyone wants to send us early access games and stuff you know we're open yes so, yeah we will take it we'll take it we'll take anything so whatever you, know. you got send us some jellies send us some cola balls <laughs> i don't like jellies i like cola balls. good yeah that's fine Okay, right. Well, it's uh, getting close to Newman's bedtime because it's after 2 p.m. Exactly. So uh, yeah. thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.